listeners, welcome to another episode of Cathode Raycast. I know it's been a long time since we've done a Cathode Raycast, and I want to apologize. We're going to be trying to put out more episodes, hopefully once a month, so that you guys have some variety in your podcast uh, listening, because usually it's just films. So getting back into television. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and today I'm joined by... Courtney Martin and Patricia Santos. Excellent. I'm very excited. Two first-time podcasters on this podcast. Uh, I've been wanting to get some fresh blood in here, so it's not just the same voices. Give me a little bit of variety to talk to different people. And uh, I think a lot of people like to talk about film and television, but don't feel like they have the right terminology or feel like they can talk about it, but everyone can talk about it. It's great. Absolutely. <laughs> it, they, they make it for us. <laughs> but today uh, we're talking about the Amazon Prime show Forever, which just released at the beginning of the year. I believe roughly. that's correct. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, very hot on this show. I loved it. I yeah. really enjoyed it as well. I, I think there are... There are a lot of shows that have delved into... Oh. Go for it. I can't say that part yet. For the first half, we're going to try to keep it a little spoiler-free, but I mean... I'll get back into that. Okay. Maybe later. But I did really enjoy it, and there was a very um, sort of... There's a magic that comes from the small things in everyday life, for Mm -hmm. sure, and... I really enjoyed the explorations of routine versus variety and spice mm-hmm. and finding happiness in something that might be regular or normal mm-hmm. or, or finding how to navigate when it's not happiness. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there is definitely a certain, uh, once you watch the show and, and discover the the thing about it but but seeing also the uh quite mundane parts uh and how they're examined and pointed out i i thought that was really pretty amazing for a show that's doing something so interesting and unique right yeah i was pretty shocked i think the promotion for this show is really well done i don't know if i even really seen a trailer i had seen a few commercials here and there And I was really impressed that in their marketing, they don't really give away a lot of the the heft of the show. Right. Because I even got into it in the end of the first episode. This is pretty early on. uh, Fred Armisen's character, Oscar, dies. And I was like, oh, okay. (gasps) I thought this was about marriage. But it's about marriage in a different realm. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was really well done. And I think it's important now to – have the marketing just of various shows and movies kind of take a page out of this book because this is how you market something with like keeping all of like the really good stuff close to the chest instead of just like putting it all out there because I hate it when I watch a trailer and it's like oh I just watched the whole movie in the trailer yes (laughs) for sure I I actually from seeing probably the exact same promo you saw I thought it was going to be for whatever reason sort of scary or like a thriller in some way mm-hmm. uh, because of the some of the images in the in that little promo are kind of 
uh, dark, mm-hmm. and I thought it was going to be be spookier. And right. So I'm not good at scary things, so I was <laughs> very pleasantly surprised. It's actually very funny, and and it's not scary, and you know. Anyway, well, what's funny is I hadn't seen any promos for it, and mm-hmm. until you mentioned to me, Bernadette, when you said, "Hey, have you heard of the show?" and I was like. No, I haven't heard of the show. And you gave me very briefly just an overview. And I was like, okay, I'll, that sounds interesting. I'll check it out. And as soon as I started the first episode and I saw who were the two main characters, the main stars, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this because I really loved him in Portlandia and, and she's in so many movies and she's really funny. And so I was like, oh, okay. And then they kind of just throw you right in and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing cast. Yes. Um, and I'm used to, of course, Fred Armisen especially being almost entirely in just wildly comedic roles. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I feel like Maya Rudolph can do anything. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously we're all somewhat used to her doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought this was an amazing um vehicle for for both of them and we got to see them do all of this quiet interaction yes and some of it even though it's quiet it's very funny but it's not the sort of broad comedic performances we see a lot from them i thought they must have also had a lot of fun doing this but i really enjoyed it i I could i swear fred armison could just sit silently on camera and look and I would just laugh. So yeah, <laughs> he's great at that anyway. But yeah, this was fantastic. Yeah. And even when they got like a little dramatic, like got a little serious, they were able to put a little bit of a spin to make it still funny. I yeah. guess, you know, so that yeah. was nice too. So it's like, oh, that's, that's really heavy. But okay, there's some spin to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Fred Armisen. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because of Portlandia, mm-hmm. I suppose, I feel like, all right, Fred Armisen, can you not just like Fred Armisen around the whole time? <laughs> can we get something a little bit more from you? Yeah, and this, yeah, he, he did it this yes, time. Totally, totally. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when it first started, I was like, oh, is this going to be like one of his main characters off of Portlandia? And then once, even in the first episode, once they started going, I was like, oh, there's way more to him. This is nice. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And I think with Maya Rudolph, pretty much everything that I watch with her, it seems like she's actually married to that co-star. Like, she's just such a good wife and scene partner that it's completely believable that she was married to Fred Armisen. Like, this is a real-life couple I'm watching. I don't know if I get that vibe from him, but I definitely get it from her. her. Definitely. I can can totally agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. They feel very real. The the characters, they the writing team and that they made feel like real people that we would know. And they are very much a married team together. We believe it. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the ensemble cast was really interesting because they really are the stars of this show. But a lot of the other people were kind of unknown for me personally. I don't think I've seen anything with any of the other actors or if I have, maybe it was just like a small bit role. Um, there's a character that comes in later, uh, Mark plays sort of like this young, like a, a sarcastic teenager character. And I saw him on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in oh, the later yeah. seasons. Oh. He's like the young okay. he computer looked familiar guy. And I couldn't figure out. Yeah. Okay. That's where I've seen him. And I don't know if that's the only thing, but I 
definitely thought, oh, it's that guy from Unbreakable. <laughs> so he's just in streaming things. <laughs> he's in streaming. <laughs> he's a streaming television kind exactly. of dude. <laughs> yeah, Mark, he was great. I think the acting is really, really powerful in this show because mm-hmm. I think they use the comedy in such an effective way. That they're like, all right, this is going to be like a little tropey at first. But then you get to know these characters and they're actually really well-rounded, mm-hmm. I thought. Yes, I agree. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And like the farther you get into the show, you get to see, <clears throat> excuse me, more of them as like a human. A hum- like I more. say this. <laughs> <laughs> but you get more into their personality and their backstory. And I think that's interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something that really stuck out to me and I think you were talking about the thriller vibes that the promotion was giving Mm -hmm. off and I agree because they had a lot of those like dark blues and purples and you see that scene of like Meyer like running down the road and there's like a fire burning. The fire burning, Mm yeah. But I think the the color palette of this show is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I was really, really shocked. Mm -hmm. I also noticed a lot of the scenes, uh, because a lot of it takes place in people's homes mm-hmm. in the characters homes and i was noticing there's a lot of the room is quite dark and then there's this one area of light and it didn't feel like a dark show because of that but i was noticing it was not one of these everyone's home is beautifully lit with oh, yeah. you know where you can see everything in the room and it, that to me sort of seemed more like real houses mm-hmm. and also where sort of that background a little bit a little bit clouded over seemed to me like yeah everything really does have this background backstory even if you can't see it um but i did notice i started noticing as we moved through different locations there was a lot of it's dark back there and there's this one or two points of light in in the shot I don't know if that was on purpose. <laughs> Probably. Or, or if it was the settings on my projector. <laughs> but it seemed to be a choice. So mm-hmm. yeah. So one of the actors that I'm, I can't believe I forgot that she was in, of course, uh, Catherine Keener plays their neighbor, Case. Yes. yes. Their very she's interesting great. neighbor. <laughs> yes. But yes, uh, speaking to your point of the use of homes, in the shots and the use of lighting. I thought it was really cool to have like a peeping Tom, peeping Mary sort of vibe from Maya Rudolph. And I agree. They use like the space and the home so well to really show off those like hidden corners that, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't really think about, Yeah, but it makes you think about your own home in a different way too. Like, yes, we all keep things like hidden and compartmentalized in our homes and yeah, it was really well done. It was like little subtle touches like that that made me really like the show. Yeah. That you sure. really brought up. Yeah. And actually, now that you point that out, I'm realizing how many layers in the show there are of someone is seeing, someone is able to see you doing things when you don't know you're being watched, when you would not believe you're being watched. And that the the observation of whatever you might get up to, you know, and not not knowing, not being aware, and so it doesn't affect your behavior was very funny in the context of the show, but of course in real life that would be just awful. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. 
I like to tell Mark, uh, who died in the 70s, and he's like 17 years old, and he finds Maya Rudolph's character in Catherine Keener's house. Snooping it, around. Snooping. Yep. yep. And I like that he even said like, oh, like, you don't go into people's houses all the time. Like, I do this all the time. He's like, you've been in our house? Yes. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> and I think, yeah, like, finding people unaware and seeing <laughs> right. what they're doing in their homes. Yes. What we all do, but all claim to not do. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, not going to lie, if I were dead, I would probably be going in other people's homes, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. bad enough sometimes when the pets watch you. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that one episode. Tell me if I'm getting too far ahead I was of thinking the same thing. With the realtors. Mm-hmm. And they start pointing out the weird quirks of this home that they're trying, that the girl's trying to sell. And she's like, well, this switch, check out what this switch is for. And she turns it on. And it's not what you think it's for. And mm-hmm. they're getting a big giggle about it. And then there's like that random cubby you know and it just kind of makes you realize that everyone's home like has its weird quirks and like yeah you know like when you're looking to buy a house and you're like oh that's weird but the person that lives here probably loves that about that house (laughs) i think that's really weird yeah so i thought that was cool too and even like when they're in the other homes and you know as you see all they're all different like they don't all look the same and like based on personality and all all that kind of stuff yeah I, i thought that was cool too yeah and at the end of that episode, yes, we see that someone has been observing that that whole interaction for yeah. like a very long, a very long, a very time. long time. <laughs> yeah, and again, mm-hmm. like that idea of looking you, in on someone else's life, and you don't realize that someone you're you're basically looking in on their life too with that person, right? Mm-hmm. Until the end, and then you're like, oh, that's why this episode's here because yeah. you're part yeah. of that too. And I thought that was really cool. Like that they really, really tied cool. it up at the end and. Agreed. Yeah. And and that are we in, in an okay yeah. timeline to talk about this? Sure. Are we oh, too this far specific ahead? episode? <laughs> this or... specific episode, you think? Yeah, go for it. So <laughs> so this this episode that comes in where none of the cast that is none of the characters that have been established for us are in this episode. And you're watching it and I did actually do that thing of Am I watching the right show? I, did I, I did that too. Did I the wrong show? Yes, I did that too. And I checked, I'm like, no, it's <laughs> still forever, you know. Yeah. And I watched this episode and I'm thinking, man, this is going on for some time without the other characters that we know. There's like no one. (laughs) But this is a show I've never watched before. Is it going to be just a few episodes about these people and then switch over to different people? Maybe Mm -hmm. that's it. Um, And when at the end of that episode you see the, the Maya character that we've known. And that really hit me in terms of... As much as the whole show sort of drives home that you need, like, we have this opportunity while we're alive and the, hopefully you're going to be doing things that you enjoy and that you can be proud of, but also seeing someone else watching people that maybe didn't take the options to be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in a in a very. I don't even think she has a line at the end of that episode. I don't think so either. No, I just think she's standing there. She's just standing there, sadly. And him. I was like, oh, it was like a a big. Not I don't mean like a a punch in the gut or anything, but it was definitely a very, uh, 
hard hitting point. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought so too. Um, that really, I thought that was actually what had started out seeming like kind of a silly episode was actually so poignant mm-hmm. and a bit very bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I definitely, these two characters, these two realtors are, one is engaged when they first meet, and then later on, he's married, and she's also married, and adultery is something that usually makes me very, very uncomfortable, and in a bad way, and this episode, I was very surprised to feel such compassion for these people, because you see over the course of the episode, you know, they're having an affair keeping it really quiet, trying to maybe move out of their marriages and mm-hmm. get together. And it was very uncomfortable, but I was very, very moved. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm normally, <laughs> normally it's like there's a sign of cheating and I'm like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like these people anymore. But, but I, I agree. Right. Um, it, it seemed a very human predicament mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they also kind of fool you partway through and you think maybe they are married now. Yes. Uh, I thought that was actually oh, that was yeah really well done. Agreed. Um, and you could see how you could kind of see how they got into their situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and that scene where you think they're married and then you find out they're still having an affair. Yeah. That was interesting too because then they start talking about, well, I'm going to talk to my wife or I'm going to talk to my husband. And then the point of, oh, well, it's not the right time right now because it's so-and-so's birthday and blah, blah, blah. And and then the point comes up of, well, is it ever the right time? Right. Is it ever easy? Is there ever an easy time to do this? Yeah. And then they fast forward and then you're just like, oh, like, like you said, it's very like poignant and you're yeah. just like bittersweet. And <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you could say that about any sort of significant life decision. Mm-hmm. When is it a good time? And it probably will never be a perfect time. You just need to... Make it happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As a bottle episode, this needs to be nominated nominated for an Emmy for writing. Hands down, that episode really like yes spoke for the whole show. I thought. I thought so too. That was yeah. my favorite episode, and the whole show. I love the whole show, but that episode, I was just like, wow. There's so much into that one episode. Sorry, which episode? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Oh, that episode needs to that be nominated. That episode, okay. Yes. Yeah. I thought you said the bottle episode. Oh. Like, I don't know. About that. <laughs> so okay. uh, a bottle episode is something that you can take out of context from the show and it still stands alone as its oh, own okay. thing. <laughs> that is like, a bottle. Did they find a bottle somewhere? <laughs> What was in the cubby? Remember, yeah, they find you know, the that, that cubby. Gotcha, gotcha. I learned something. Thank you, I stories. Know. Thank you. I didn't know that either. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that was just phenomenal. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie A Ghost Story. It was a couple years ago. It's not a scary movie. I don't no. think I've. Seen I don't it. think I've seen that either. Uh, watch it when you're feeling pretty good. Okay. Because it is a very sad movie. Aww. Um, but it's also dealing with, there's a death, a man dies, and him being attached to his home and kind of like lingering there and watching his wife deal with him being gone and then watching the next family who moves into that house and just like how tied you are to a home base. Mm -hmm. And this made me feel like that. And I, 
don't feel like that very often. <laughs> like, where you're moved emotionally right. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, put me in a ghost story headspace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was so funny and so sweet when they did try to haunt that family in their old house. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a perfect episode, the the realtor episode, to yeah. talk about for f- the first half. Because it's not really spoilery, you know? Like, mm. it doesn't really... S- it does speak to the entire series, season, but it can be its own thing. It's like a beautiful little, like, short film. Yeah, It, it really is. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like you said earlier, I totally was like... I paused it, and I was like, wait, is this... I'm watching <laughs> the... Because they could have just totally taken... And went off with that and oh, yeah. made another show out of it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they just wrapped it all up in that one episode. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Just thought of another cast member that, of course, we know, Julia Ormond, the the French actress who's oh. who's later in the the film is one of the sort of yes wealthy joie de vivre, if I can oh. say that in terms of this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she. Uh, I haven't seen her in much recently, but I remember she was in um, the King Arthur film from the 90s, I think, or the yes. early 2000s, mm-hmm. and the Sabrina remake. Mm. And uh, she's just so fantastic, and I hadn't seen her in anything. I, I got very happy when I saw her oh. on the screen. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Quick aside, do you like the new Sabrina? I couldn't get into it. I Oh, sorry. Pause. Not not the uh, not the Sabrina Adventures of okay. Not the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Okay. She was in the remake of the, the film, the, the film, film Sabrina. Gotcha. Like the had it been Audrey Hepburn, and yes. now it was that makes her. a lot more sense. Yes, because I was like, I so, watched three episodes of that, and I didn't see her. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been great in that too. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. <laughs> So I was uh, really curious to see what Alan Yang would do. He was uh, one of the co-creators on Master of None. And I was a little nervous for him when that whole Aziz thing blew up, you know, half a year ago, a year ago, whatever. Uh, I was nervous to see what kind of work he would get. I'm very pleased that he came up with this show and is kind of getting like a second chance. Not that he did anything wrong, (laughs) but just the fact. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. For sure. I, I thought the same thing when I saw, I looked up, I didn't recognize his name, but I had seen all of Master of None and I was thinking, oh, well, I, I did enjoy the the writing there and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might be, I might be incorrect. I thought I saw Aziz did something on this show. Did he direct he, I think an episode? He, or? I don't know if he directed, probably. He, okay. But I definitely think he's attached in some way. Okay. Yeah. So I I sort of thought similarly, like, well, Alan didn't do anything. <laughs> Nothing questionable as far as we know. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm so happy that uh, I think there's a lot of trust that goes into being given a show that isn't a cookie cutter show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad that this this opportunity came up. Yeah, definitely. I hope he continues. Uh, this show is like perfect as is. It doesn't really need a second season. I want there to be a second season because I enjoyed it. Yes. But it really could just be its own little thing. Right. It clo- yeah. Like you could just end it and mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, 
well, what what if, you know? <laughs> right. But you could also keep going and mm-hmm. see, like, what, what else? Yeah. yeah. What else they what else there get is, up to? You know, yeah. like, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you find a show that you like so much, you almost kind of wish they stopped making it. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about this. I was like, oh, it's just so well done. I, I do think... Are we in the second half yet? No. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're nearing in on it because okay. we're kind of uh, getting to I'm the gonna, point where we want to say things. I'm going to yeah. circle back then on this comment because I can't. Anyway. Okay. Stay tuned for the second half. <laughs> Good plug. Thank you. <laughs> no, I really liked that uh, we're getting a chance to talk about this because I kind of wanted to do an episode for Valentine's Day about unconventional romance. Mm-hmm. And this was like perfect. But I think we're really like nailing the unconventional romance genre right now because we have You're the Worst on FX, which is hilarious if you don't watch that. And then uh, we had that love show on Netflix Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, which is wonderful. I almost considered asking you guys if you would like to do that one. But then I'm glad that this came along because, yeah, romance is hard. Love is hard. And uh, it is, yeah, love is hard. Love is hard. hard. And I thought it was interesting that they tackled two adults who found each other as opposed to, you know, high school sweethearts or people in their early 20s. I feel like we get a lot of that in film and television, but we don't get a lot of older, like, you know, people in their later 30s, early 40s, right? Yeah, like meeting (laughs) as adults, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I I agree. They're they're two fully formed, uh, smart, independent people, mm-hmm. and that's a different thing than we see all the time, for sure. Agreed. Usually, yeah. when we do see a couple that age in film and television, usually the story is about their children and yeah. what that chapter of their life looks like. We or, don't or about. The end of their relationship because they've already been together for a while. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So good job, Alan, mm. making a show that we desperately needed. Yeah, and this couple didn't have kids either. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of people nowadays that can relate to that, like meeting someone later and then not ha- having kids, and you know, yeah. and it really focused on their lifestyle versus what everyone thinks is conventional. I guess. Yeah. Not to offend anyone. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. And, I, and I have friends that, uh, similar situation where they'll meet sort of maybe in their mid or late 30s and they had always wanted to have kids and then they partner up with someone and then decide, oh, it's maybe too late for me mm-hmm. to start having kids and this. So they may not have wanted that outcome, but that's where they are. That's where they are. Exactly. And that's, this is yeah. a show that's reflecting that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've covered a lot of, you know, like the basics, directing, writing, cinematography a little bit, and the acting. But yeah, I think we're chomping at the bit to maybe get into the meat of the show. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll get into the plot, the the nooks and crannies nice. of this show. English nice. muffin. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Hello, and welcome 
to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's own film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the Netflix original series, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, uh, I hear Drake's grooming. <laughs> Either way, Stranger Things, um, 11... The first season was pretty good. I don't know. Oh, uh, Broody, whatever his name is. I don't want to talk about Stranger Things. This has been another episode of It's Fits. All right, listeners, welcome back. We're now going to get into the nitty gritty of forever and really talk about what they're getting at with forever. Because I thought starting the show that it was going to be about marriage and what it means to be married to someone forever. And then when both characters die, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is something else. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and also, at end of the first episode, Fred Armisen's character dies. And I had that. Well, he's not actually, he, he can't actually have died because he's one of the main characters on the show. It's the first episode. So it's only the first episode. <laughs> so I'm sure when we come back for the second episode, that everyone's fine. And somehow he had an accident. He's not dead, though. And I was wrong. <laughs> I, I thought that was amazingly well done because how often now? I mean, yes, Game of Thrones, Ned Stark died. But like, <laughs> how often does it happen where a main character gets killed immediately Mm -hmm. um so that i i kind of love that because people don't expect it and it Mm -hmm. also lets it makes the audience not feel lulled into thinking they know what's going to happen and i really appreciate that (laughs) but it was okay we still saw him almost every episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah, because, like, even in the, like, he dies. And then the second episode, like, it gets, it takes you through all, like, the, uh, with um, June's mourning of yeah. her husband. Like, she, you know, she goes to the the place to get a new router uh, to the store and the girl's talking to her. And then she's like, oh, my husband used to do this. And the girl thought she was divorced and then finds out her husband's dead. And, and you know, you go through all that mourning and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that from losing someone in their life. Right. But then you get to the end of that episode and it's like, she's Stay dead. <laughs> and you're just like, whoa. What's happening? Hold on. I also loved in that episode where her friend brings her along to church and yes. the pastor is like trying to comfort her and just thanking her for attending the service and yeah. saying she's welcome anytime. And she tries to kiss Yes. Her, her friend's like, what are you doing? I laughed so hard. Yes. And again, a show about death and mourning, but finding these places where it is hilarious and you cannot stop laughing is so well done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I liked, too, that both of their deaths took place, like, after a moment of triumph. Like, you yes. see Fred Armisen, Oscar, like, learning how to ski, and then he, like, finally got it, and then, nope. <laughs> Dead. Yep. Run into a tree dead. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> and then yes. poor June, like, finally flying first class, so excited, chokes on a nut. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Yes. I was also thinking, poor June, that she'd been having these feelings of being 
trapped in a rut and maybe that this isn't all she wants to do and wants to try something different. So she suggests, let's go skiing mm-hmm. instead of fishing. And her husband dies. And then she's thinking, I don't want to work here anymore. I want to go somewhere better. And then she dies. And then later on when she's after, like in the afterlife, still questioning, should I, I don't think I just want to do this every day and is trying to take risks and take chances to get something different. And she gets a lot of not reward. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like this, put, like the universe is pushing back at her. Right. Like, and no, I, it's not working out. It's right? not working out. And I, I thought that is such a, a sad <laughs> little pattern to be into when we all would hope that when you're attempting to make a change for the better and to not uh, not feel stuck, you're trying to change something so you don't feel stuck. And being met with tragedy from that. So I was thinking that's for her, for her character, because she did not embrace the routine. She didn't want that. That was so sad. Meanwhile, Oscar loves routine. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's his jam. Yes. How many Mm -hmm. fish do you think they ate? (laughs) (laughs) How many crossword puzzles did he do? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, And even, like, that episode where she leaves him, where she's like, I'm going to, I don't like routine. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do something new. I'm done. I need to go. And he sits down and does his crossword puzzle. Right. And, like, lives in his little routine. But then you slowly see her leaving him, like, messing up his routine, though, as you go on. And I know I jumped way ahead there. That's (laughs) fine. You're good. But it's just interesting because she's, like, sitting there, like, contemplating the meaning of life and like oh is this the right life for me blah blah and meanwhile he's the complete opposite and he's like i'm perfectly happy doing the same thing every day yeah and yeah and i think we all know people that are like that there's the comfort of the routine or there's the oppression of the routine Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and when he's trying to make the ceramic hers because she did ceramics that kind of thing um oh but looping back to the thing i really wanted to say Yes. Which is, uh, if, <laughs> uh, if there is not an end, if there is not, if our lives are not finite, what is the actual meaning? Mm-hmm. And I thought this was so brilliant that after these people die, there's not some sort of magical fantasy land where everything is perfect. It's, you're in a house. You have to cook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to, like that lady that's always sweeping or like raking. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to do these lawn. things. <laughs> mowing his lawn. Yeah. Uh, people still have problems with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not that everyone's getting along beautifully. There's a neighbor that might be nasty. And you don't know why. And you can't figure that out. And it's bothering you. The idea that after this life, moving on to a place where all of those Little mundane things just keep happening. I think that is absolutely not the way any kind of afterlife uh, theory has gone. Uh, and if if there's not an end and there's not... That sort of means, to me anyway, there's not so much meaning in what we do in the everyday now while we're living because we'll have to do it all. Forever. Oh my gosh. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought so that true. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought they did a really good job of not defining this afterlife as a heaven 
or mm-hmm. as a hell. They just said, this is the next chapter. This is it. Yes. This is where you go. And I thought that was really well done. And it also was a little confusing. The only part of the show that I thought was a little strange was the fact that they are living in this housing development where there was a mold infestation. <laughs> yes. So all of the houses are vacant, but they live on the same plane as humans. Yes. So they're yes. still kind of like on Earth, but they're like haunting this development that had mold. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that was an interesting take too, that it's not like, oh, you are tied to this house because you have unfinished business. It's like, no, you're just on Earth because that's where people go when they die. If they're still on Earth. And yeah. you live in this house because no one lives here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're all in the same place. Mm-hmm. No one's gone on to anywhere else. We're all in the same. It just seemed very Desolate, And I think that's where there was a bit of a disconnect for me, because if the majority of humans who die are still on Earth, it seemed very un- underpopulated. Yeah. And I thought that that's was interesting. True. Yes. I was like, where are all the dead people? <laughs> people die all the time. So well, I wonder if there are there other areas right. like, throughout the country where like if you die in this part of the country, you live in this area. Yeah. And- is that what you were thinking? I was mm-hmm. thinking that. And and also, if there is a second season, are we going to find out, well, this is the first stage of death. Oh, and there's more. And there's more. Maybe you yeah. go somewhere else. Um, After so much time. Because or... you're right. The There's obviously more dead people than living people. Right. If you think of the world, <laughs> it's history. Well, right. So I have a question, too, since we're speaking about yeah. that, like how it's like the first, like, we're just making, you know, just making ideas right now but um you know they talk about how the fountain gives them energy and the farther away they get from the fountain they get tired Mm -hmm. but then when they're out in the community they can actually go up to a human and get more energy by zapping them Mm -hmm. but what if you don't oh sorry what if you don't um zap a human you know like because oscar faints when he gets to, mm-hmm. right, to he, he got really weakened yeah. from not zapping anyone. Right, but like maybe because you die again, like right. So maybe yeah. that's something they'll like run with. I'm not sure. Like, maybe. but I thought that was interesting. Like they're like, oh, the farther away you get from this fountain, also you get weaker. Isn't it that mm-hmm. initially they said this fountain, but then later yeah. that turned into water? Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that most of the people hadn't ventured outside. Their little neighborhood. I think that's what it was. So they just thought it was just the fountain. fountain. But then come yeah. to find out it's water. And yeah. Yeah. yeah Heath, while watching it, he was like, what? Like, aren't they super far away from the fountain? <laughs> I was like, I think the ocean is acting as a fountain. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because like when Oscar fainted, they took him to the water, didn't they? And oh, then he right. was fine. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute to watch Oscar go up to that like camping family, like trying to psych himself <laughs> yes, up to zap them, to juice them. <laughs> and then he, he was like, do it. I can't do it. And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also those very beautiful scenes uh, with the people in this new, what was it? Ocean Town? Oceanside. Oceanside. Oceanside yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The people from Oceanside uh, going and walking around on the bottom of the ocean. Oh, that was, yeah, it was so beautiful. beautiful. The way they did it with like their hair and yeah. like, yeah. And such a cool idea of, well, we don't need to breathe and we can just... We can just be under the water. Be underwater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It really speaks to what you were mentioning earlier, Patricia, about there's never a right time to do anything. I really liked how they tackled all of those physical fears 
Yeah. And even Catherine Keener, who was mm-hmm. killed by getting hit by a car or a van or a, a bus truck. or whatever. Yeah. Truck. Right. Exactly. The last one I said. <laughs> <laughs> I named all of the other vehicles. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the fact that she had to, like, gear herself up because all of these dead people get their kicks by getting hit by cars yeah. where they can't get yeah. hit by. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool seeing her, like, get herself psyched up. Because at first she's like, screw this, man. I don't want to do this. Yeah. What I found interesting was... When they were in the first, the mold-infested place. Yeah. I don't know. Does it have a name? I don't remember. The- they called it Riverside. Okay. Per- oh. so but when they I were- think that's where Oscar and June lived beforehand, so I don't know why they called that development, but anyway. Okay, so when they are in the first development, everything mm-hmm. was very routine, and everyone did the same thing every day. And then when June got to Oceanside with Case, it was kind of like more like spontaneous, and they were going to face their fears and do all these things that were crazy. Like if you did them as a human, they were dangerous, you know, like they were walking on the bottom of the ocean, which they're ghosts and right. Or they're dead. And that makes sense. And you know, they're getting hit by trucks. And then there's that day where they were like, Oh, we just throw everything out and burn it. And then we start over yeah. with the furniture and all that. And there's just like complete. And they're like partying every night and there's a band and they're doing karaoke and just complete opposite. Like, places so, like, and mindsets and yeah definitely the the mindset is so different in in oceanside and it's sort of more i think traditionally if you if you're not picturing heaven as clouds and and white robes and harps uh the oceanside community where lavish parties mm-hmm. they can have whatever they want yes that idea seems more like paradise heaven kind of Totally. Kind of setting. Yeah. Which is so funny to me that most of the people, like, you have to work to find there and get there. Most people are just in regular, everyday type life, eating the foods that they eat and not having, seemingly not having access to just anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it seemed that for the, wherever they, wherever you are, when you take something, it gets replenished. Mm-hmm. So... Like in there in Oscar and June's afterlife house where they just have the same, you know, fish all the time that they ate in life. Right. And uh, when Catherine Keener is trying to throw out furniture she doesn't like, it just reappears. reappears exactly. And so, But I'm thinking in Oceanside, it's all champagne and lobster and caviar and steak and whatever they want. And it just gets replenished. Um, but it's such a weird thing that it wouldn't be for everyone. Just whatever you want. And live it up and party all the time. It's so odd. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like two completely different worlds. And yeah. yeah. And I guess it's, yeah, how are you going to utilize your time? Mm-hmm. Are right. you going to celebrate? Are you going to do your day in, day out? Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even in the afterlife, you still have to decide what you want to do with your life. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. I feel like a lot of other shows that depict a lavish lifestyle, it usually gets like negative effects. Like, oh, someone goes out and parties every night. Oh, well, they're an alcoholic. Or right. mm-hmm. oh, I feel like there are usually very strict negative connotations when it comes to lavish living. And or it was interesting. Or you go broke. <laughs> yes. 
So it was weird to see a show portray treating yourself and having none of the negative effects that goes along with treating yourself Mm -hmm. and just enjoying living. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and again, it just came down to sort of the personalities. Do you prefer your routine and sort of these normal life things all the time? Or do you prefer being a little wild and trying things that would have scared you and right being spontaneous being spontaneous exactly Mm -hmm. because either one could be heaven for you Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of almost like the first place was almost kind of like a hell for june well she thought it was you know and then she went to oceanside and you know then you see all that stuff and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, how did you guys feel about the ending where June decides to go with Oscar and to go back with him? Was that a surprise to you? It was a surprise to me. I mean, she does love him. It was her husband. But I felt like she was working towards a revelation, and she had that revelation. But it was surprising to me to see them get back together. I understand that love, but it seemed like she was getting to know herself in a way that she never had before. And it was it was shocking to me. Not in a bad way, not in a good way, but I was surprised. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I I was surprised. Uh I think if they hadn't spent if Oscar and June hadn't had all of those interactions on the beach, I don't think she would have decided mm-hmm. to go back with him. I agree with you. Um I think there was a lot of sort of bitterness and resentment that she had in her mind, been very clear and tried to change their time together to include more different things and that she didn't seem to ever get him to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made this huge change. I actually do love the fact that he followed her all the way there, which was very difficult just to yell at her and then <laughs> leave again. And then he got stuck. And then he got stuck, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think if they hadn't had the times together trying to get him out of there that brought back all of the this is why we fell in love in the first place that's what i was gonna say Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's kind of like go ahead yeah no um, i just they're they have a very very sweet energy together and i think Mm -hmm. they clearly as you said they clearly love each other um i'm also kind of hopeful that after all of this she's not going back to the exact same life that they had Mm -hmm. and that Either just he will be more open to it or that also they now both know how to get to Oceanside and they know how to do like going into the living community and juicing the people and doing whatever. Like, I think there could be differences when she goes back. I'm really hopeful for her that that's the case. I hope so, too. You know, I could. I don't know. It was it was. I thought very sweet that they got back together, but I could also see like, man, she had it all in notions. <laughs> and then they fall right back into what it was. Yeah. And she's miserable again. And she's miserable again. Exactly. Be, yeah. So, anyway, what were you going to say? I was, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that, um, when they were on the, like he came and yelled at her and they had their whole, we're getting divorced. Then, you know, <laughs> I, I divorced the, <laughs> yes, <whatever>. exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and then, uh, um, but then he couldn't leave. And I think because he couldn't leave, she had, she felt kind of obligated to help him get out of there because he came there for her face mm-hmm. kind of in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think them interacting, she realized, Oh, this, like you were saying, this is why I fell in love with him. And, 
I think it was like once you have something and then you don't have it anymore, you realize what you had. It's kind of one of those things that people say all the time. Yeah. And but like as you're saying too, I'm hoping that hopefully Oscar had the same revelation as well and realizes, oh, well, if I don't listen to her and I keep doing what I want to do all the time and live in this routine, it's not good for her and she's right. not happy. And so yeah. it's kind of one of those like I think they could possibly have a season two you know and dive more into that and yeah. you know so but yeah i i was very surprised mm-hmm. especially after their huge blow up and divorcing and all that but then when the scenes happened with them making the boat and doing all that and talking to the ham the ham, the ham scene was so <laughs> <Yes>. sweet <laughs> i was like okay i can kind of see this going somewhere and then it did and Mm-hmm. Yeah. All time beach food. <laughs> Best all time beach food. What is it? Uh, I don't know about you guys. I definitely had in in that scene, and also the scene when they had the discussion about how to load the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I definitely had that kind of like, oh, I think I do this in relationships, where there's such a small thing. And I definitely, I want it done this way or, or, you know, I hope it would be like this, but it's such a tiny thing that I'm not going to bring it up. And Mm -hmm. then I spend a lot of energy fixing or, you know, and it was such a funny conversation with them and also realizing forever he is going to be changing the direction of the forks and (laughs) in the dishwasher. And like, as opposed to just saying, Hey, I think it'd be better. You did it this way. You did it, like it will, it would work better this way, and that really resonated for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, that sort of even the most trivial of communication is probably worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think I definitely identified overall with June more so, but in that dishwasher scene, I was like, mm, I'm the Oscar. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm totally the Oscar. And I definitely, I agree with you. I, I think I overall identified more with June with like hoping to seek out something different and not get stuck doing the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, wanting, I'm definitely, yeah. I want new experiences and all that. So I definitely, I, I was with her. <laughs> I'm with her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that dishwasher thing, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was uh, different to see a character like Oscar in a show. Because it's strange to have one of the leads not have a lot of character growth. And so it would be very cool to maybe in the second season see a lot more of growth from Oscar's perspective. Because when you first start the show, I mean, it's very clearly June's show. Mm -hmm, She is the main character. For sure. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see some some growth for his character as well. Because I think it's... He's there, but he's not fully fleshed out to me yet. He still kind of seems like a caricature of a person, mm-hmm. as opposed to June being fully fleshed out. I feel like we see a lot more from her perspective mm-hmm. in the first season. Right. So maybe maybe the first season is her, and then maybe if they decide to do a second season, maybe they'll focus more on him, or I don't know. Yeah. That'd be kind of... It would be interesting, because he's so set in his ways mm-hmm. to see, like, yeah. what happens. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Didn't you guys, too, the whole time that she was helping Oscar build the boat and keeping, like, the relationship that they had secret from Case, the whole time I was like, why can't she just have both? 
why can't they all just be cool together? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. This is unfortunate that she's having to choose between Oscar and Case. Because Oscar was very angry that she was having such an emotional affair with Case. Like, right. he was very, like, bent out of shape about that. And, and Case seemed really upset that she would be helping her husband. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I thought that was, that seemed a little unfair to me. That mm-hmm. uh, she had to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And that her friend would put that kind of negative energy at her, you know, to, and I'm thinking, well, it is her marriage. <laughs> so, but, but do you know what's yeah, funny right. is that happens in real life a lot. Oh, yeah. People's marriages and then their friends like talk bad about someone's spouse. And like, so I'm like, that is very much real life. A real thing. Like that happens. And mm-hmm. so I, I guess I would, she wasn't, she wasn't saving her from like adultery or, Physical abuse. What, right, you think, know what I mean. You no, know, I totally know yes. what I mean. Yeah. But I was thinking, that to, that's to me why it seemed a little unfair. Oh, it totally was unfair. Was, it was know, so unfair. I'm just, I was yeah. just saying like, oh, like, people actually do that in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times people don't realize that their friends are doing that to them. Or mm-hmm. or even like sometimes spouses do it. Like, oh, I don't like that friend of yours. And right. you spend too much time with them. And mm-hmm. yeah. And it's over like li- little silly things. Like, yeah. Not major things, but... That's a red flag, by the way. <laughs> I know. It is. <laughs> yeah, luckily, I feel like I don't know a lot of people like that, so it's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard tell of such people. I've heard yes. stories. That's where I'm bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I thought Case was also a very cool character. And yeah, it was kind of a shame because I felt they did a good job of building her up as well and then made her very one note mm-hmm. by the end. Yes. It was like the opposite of what I'd like to see in a show, <laughs> especially with an actress like Katherine Keener, yeah. who was mm-hmm. doing so well at the beginning. And then, yeah, to see her kind of like narrow down into one role was kind of a bummer yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we... Oh, man. I hope there is a second season. We yeah, get to see I more. Know. Uh, it, at the end of the the realtor episode, mm-hmm. uh, when we see June watching this decades long love affair, mm-hmm. um, or not the whole time a love affair, you know what I mean, uh, and realizing how long they've been in this afterlife Riverside, and also realizing at that point she has been friends with Case. And they've been sort of sneaking off and doing these riskier adventures together. Right. And realizing how long that has all been continuing on was really incredible. And then, because then it made more sense to me that, yeah, they're leaving. She's leaving Oscar. They're traveling to this other place that they've heard of. Um, While it's sad, it was like, well, yeah, she's... How long were they together in life? And now how long have they been together doing the exact same stuff Every in day. death? You know, and uh, if we hadn't had that episode to see the impact of watching chances not be taken and watching people be sad because they didn't <laughs> make the change, uh, I don't think it would... I don't think June would be quite as sympathetic a character for leaving. Mm-hmm. So just going back to that episode, because I couldn't say that before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I mean, at that point she's been like pretty much married to case, you know, at, right. at that stage, the mm-hmm. level of commitment that they 
gave each other mm-hmm. was much stronger than what June and Oscar ever had mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. Without that episode, the series kind of falls a little flat. Yeah. So, yeah, it's necessary to understand that eternity forever. Yeah. That real forever kind of forever. <laughs> yeah. For that sure. we're dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that that episode was very bold mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the, the writing, but so, like, in terms of not using the main characters and all that, but really necessary to understand the motivations for the next episodes. Yeah, it really set up, I think, the rest of the series. Yeah. Because then you're, you're like, oh, that's why she's leaving. Oh, that's why there's issues in their yeah. relationship and... I agree totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Uh, this is like a really small thing, but there's that one episode with Mark and he tells Oscar that he has a crush <laughs> one of the three girls that are playing shuffleboard. You know, Mark's this 17-year-old boy and so Oscar assumes it's one of the young girls and yeah. he's like, no, it's that one. I forgot what her name was, but it's an older lady, but they went to high school together and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, she was a junior when I was a freshman. And, and it was just interesting because the kind of the forever thing comes back because he's been dead for who knows how long and he's mm-hmm. been burning this torch for this one lady yeah. <laughs> and now she she got to live her life longer and she died later because she's older because i'm assuming that they're dying and they come to the afterlife and at that age at that age yeah. mm-hmm. but then he like gets up the courage and talks to her and they start reminiscing about high school and I they just hang out and have fun the way any teenage boy would hope to hang right, out with exactly. his crush. <laughs> that was really... I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. But it kind of pushes that forever motif kind of again. Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's been dead. But he, she shows up and he's like, oh, that's the girl that's I had a crush girl. on. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the girl. <laughs> I was so happy for him that she wanted to hang out with him. Yes. He finally got to hang out with her. Yeah. Even dead and all yeah, this time exactly. later yeah and that that actress i've seen her uh just sort of as a guest character in a lot of things she's mm-hmm. she's great too i don't know her name at all mm-hmm. but yeah she's fantastic yeah um and i also liked that it sort of brought them back to being teenagers in the 70s right they're like mm-hmm. playing air guitar air guitar <laughs> and like smoking pot yeah. and just Chilling and Chilling. talking about all of their classmates. Sort of the way uh, if you attend your reunion. <laughs> <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought that was very sweet as well. Yeah. And it's a nice thought that you might be able to, in the next in the next realm, <laughs> get to do things that you didn't get to do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was so kind to him. Yes. Very kind. It was very nice to see. I was really mm-hmm. nervous for Mark because yes. we're getting to know him and we like him and he's funny. Yes. And then you finally see some real human emotion come out from him. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, gosh, I hope she's nice. Yeah, don't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. He's but, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was really sweet. And I think this show also does a very good job of preaching that, like, be kind to people, mm-hmm. you know, like – Forget those petty things of like, oh, that was the cool girl in high school and everyone's intimidated by her. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's going to be mean to me because she's popular. Mm-hmm. Like really pushing past that. Saying like, just be cool. Just enjoy each other's company because it's really all we have. It's all we're guaranteed. We don't know the rules of the world really. Mm-hmm. If something does exist after death and it is something like that, we again don't know the rules of that world. So really the human – Connection is the only consistency 
that we have. So might as well be kind and treat each other fairly, mm-hmm. which I thought was really nice that we got that little sweet tender mark moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially for someone who could be so sassy and jaded. Yes. Interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, such a funny show. Like, we haven't really gotten to, like, the actual comedy of it, but I rarely laugh out loud. And several times an episode, laughing out loud. Mm-hmm. Same here. Every once in a while, you know, like, I'll watch a show that I think is clever, and it'll be like a chuckle or a smile. Mm-hmm. But no, to really laugh is some good writing. Yes. For sure. Yes. I watched all of the episodes uh, with just the pets in the house, and definitely one of the times I was caught really off guard and, like, laugh laughed. <laughs> One of the cats was napping and got startled and ran away. Aww. So a show that can make your cat run away is a funny show. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anything else that we haven't explored? Hmm. I will say I read, whenever this book came out, The Lovely Bones, mm. uh, but I never saw the movie adaptation. But yeah, I really like shows, film, what have you, that really explores what it's like to live on and be able to see things that you weren't privy to when you were living. Mm -hmm. And I thought that this show tackled uh, just the complacency that we have being in physical spaces Mm -hmm. really well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just really shocked by the cast characters with kind of like relatively unknowns. I know we were talking about people who play bit roles here and there, but I think the fact that they used a lot of unknowns made it feel more real and human, which I thought was really good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I feel like I was trying to like flesh something out there and I think I kind of got there. (laughs) That was a meandering comment. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, uh, I think I had wanted to say this in the first half and realized like, shouldn't uh Mm -hmm. there are there are shows that deal with uh dead characters so uh like dead like me i don't know if you've seen that one um but i thought that one was very interesting and to some extent has that idea that even though they're dead they need to do things like have an apartment and pay rent and find a way to do the like that kind of stuff but um this one this show, those other shows have these fantastical, magical element elements in them somehow. Pushing Daisies, mm-hmm. um, that's another. I think it's by the same, <laughs> same creator as Dead Like Me. Uh, anyway, uh, so interesting stuff always because obviously we don't know, and so there's a lot to explore. This one I thought because it's focused so much on that same stuff forever. So mm-hmm. there are rules because they're dead, <laughs> but it's not, they can't fly. They can't, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's nothing like that. It's just, were you an accountant? Guess what? <laughs> You're still an accountant. <laughs> like I, <laughs> there, and there is something amazing about that too. I don't think anything else has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, any other, any other movie That's or TV point. about, about dead characters. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Because I've also been watching The Good Place. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, very different rules in that afterlife. Yeah. They, they can fly. Yes. Things can appear out of nowhere. 
<laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Very magical elements. But for whatever reason, forever I, – I like The Good Place. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But forever is more the type of show that I'm interested in than it The Good Place. It seems more real, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like if there were an afterlife. That would, if you believe in that, I don't, like, I don't want to push any ideas on anyone. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's probably what it would more be like, I guess. Because, or it's kind of like, oh, you're stuck in this, <laughs> you know, like, because when, mm-hmm. when you start throwing in magic and all that, like, flying and all that stuff, it kind of gets a little more, like, fantasy, which yeah. is cool, too. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't mind that kind of stuff. Like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But just, I guess, more relatable. I guess that's what yes, I'm trying to say. Yes, very relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought... So many of the conversations that June and Oscar have, uh, they they felt so real. Mm-hmm. And probably anyone watching is thinking, I've had almost this this exact conversation uh, with my partner. And they're, um, I love all of the running jokes they have between themselves and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Uh, it, it does feel very real. Right. And so even if then the premise takes on a little... Like, oh, guess what? Those main characters are dead. <laughs> it helps us move through um, those elements that it really does still feel real in in the remaining episodes. And <laughs> so the majority of the show, when they're dead. Um, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys, while you were watching the show... Uh, there's a scene we've kind of talked about it. We skirted around it juicing where you touch a human being and it makes them tired. Didn't you feel like, oh man, I've been juiced. (laughs) I've been juiced for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like they're stealing the energy from the living. Mm -hmm. We've all, we've all had our energy stolen, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Just been sitting there and you're like, oh man, I'm really tired all of a sudden. You've been juiced. You've been juiced. (laughs) I like that now I know what's wrong. Yeah, what's happening. You know, some ghosts is coming up and mm-hmm. making sure they can keep going. It makes me feel good to know yeah. I'm helping them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you like faint all of a sudden, like the guy in the gas station, you made the ghost mad. So mm. <laughs> they took too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry I was late to work, but I was helping a ghost. Yes. <laughs> I got juiced. I'm I sorry. I got juiced. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have the the right kind of boss to take that as an excuse. <laughs> yes. And I think I got juiced might mean something else. That's so. true, too. <laughs> Very opposite. Yes. <laughs> Very different type of juicing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I think we've kind of tackled it. I mean, it was crazy because to watch the show, I did it, yeah, like in an afternoon or something. Mm-hmm. And... Seemingly, like, half-hour episodes. Some run a little long. So I think it's, like, right around, like, 35, 40 mm. minutes, I feel, yes. per episode. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it was just so quick. And I feel like all of the episodes had such a strong – they were all cohesive together. And so it felt like a, like a movie, essentially, to me while watching it. And so I feel like a lot of the talking points that we've hit on, we've covered it, mm-hmm. I think. But I don't know if you guys wanted to explore any other themes. I think we've done a pretty good job, but... I guess the one other thing, because just as you're saying, watching them, like, sort of just binge <laughs> right through, mm-hmm. uh, the opening to each episode, where you're you're seeing the title of the show, but you're hearing something. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times I'd be tempted to hit skip if I believed 
we are just seeing the same, like if you're seeing an, uh, an opening sequence that's the same each time. But I'm very glad I didn't, because with each one you're hearing something uh, that's unique to that episode that is mm-hmm. definitely setting the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. So even though what you're seeing is the same, you're listening for something else. And so watching one after another, it was actually kind of neat. It would start making me wonder when I would hear the opening of this episode, what is this going to be about? <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, yeah exactly. It was, it was pretty cool. So it's like uh, vignettes in one movie, sort of, when you said it felt like a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like broken up a little bit. But it, it is so cohesive. Mm-hmm. And with a very... Uh, consumable storyline to be a movie. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hadn't really even thought about that intro. Really. So now I just want to go back and rewatch all. <laughs> <laughs> hadn't really thought about it. I, th- yeah. I just thought it was neat. They, it's not a long time or anything, mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't make you want to like fast forward through it. But mm-hmm. they start setting it up right away yeah mm-hmm. i just liked that because i remember like the first three episodes i was like wait that's different and i actually went back and watched the first three episodes again because i was like hold on i'm gonna make sure that it's different and, yeah and then i was like oh it is it's and so yeah. yeah i thought that was mm-hmm. neat yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't really know uh i wasn't really paying attention to the music aspect all that much. I don't know if you guys can speak to that at all as musicians. I really, I actually really loved the music and they always ended with, with there would always be a pretty great song uh, at the end of each episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, yeah, let those credits play. <laughs> like, uh, But it seemed, and also Maya is a musical person mm-hmm. and we, get, we are treated to her musicality in this show. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the music. I can't remember too much, uh, about underscoring, but... No, I don't remember, like... Yeah. But I just remember, I was like, oh, this... Like, usually with end credits, I'll, like, get up and, like, go do something in my house. And I, like, sat. And I was like, oh, this is enjoyable. And, like, you said, like, later on where Maya actually has a scene where you actually get to witness her, like... Singing. Being a musician. I was like, that's really awesome. (laughs) Like... Yeah, that was I, I. So yes, there might. I don't think music is necessarily the as much a character in the show as it is in others. But mm-hmm, there is, mm-hmm. there's always like something, something cool for you at the end. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Fred is also a musician. Right. Yes. But yeah, Oscar doesn't mess with that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> music. That's not for Oscar. Too, too frivolous for him. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. I didn't know he was a blue man. Mm. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, he's a drummer, I did not know. And he was a blue man. Wow. That's pretty oh, cool. That is cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think he did an interview for Vice. Sweet. Where he talks about yeah, uh, his experiences there. Well, did he just do it for a short amount of time? Or? Kind of sounds like. Was it before Saturday Night Live it was before, for him? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is that how he likes and before he started doing? Like, was that? I think it was pre SNL mm-hmm. and but he was doing like improv and stuff, I okay. believe. Mm-hmm. But he was he he's a drummer and he had been that's actually kind of such a perfect uh 
marriage of talents. You're good at improv and and mm-hmm. acting, and as we know, he's very um, expressive with his <laughs> face and everything. Uh, and being a percussionist, yeah, being Blue Man Group, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I think he was doing that already. Um, and I, I guess I don't know. I don't remember how long, but it seemed gotcha. like it wasn't a flash in the pan. Like he did that. Um, yeah. And That's then so he good. has that special stand up for drummers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I don't find the music to be very exciting on late night with Seth Meyers. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, he was also the drummer for that house band oh, at the beginning right. when right, Seth that. got that show. Mm hmm. I still need to see Blue Man Group. I still have not seen them live. I would love to do that. It's very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very entertaining. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But and really, I can Tickets only... are very reasonable now. Cause... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to go, Bernadette. I know. They're waiting They for need you. me to go. They need you to go. You'll like walk in and they'll be like, Bernadette's here. <laughs> <laughs> she finally got out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember... Oh. Mm. Maya's parents are very famous musicians. Mm-hmm. Now I can't remember. Well, it's Minnie Ruberton is her mom. Okay. And I don't remember okay. her dad's name. <laughs> Check it out, internet peoples. <laughs> Go Google it. Google yeah. it. <laughs> or Bing or whatever you want to do. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> Corey's like, I'm not pushing any views on it. <laughs> don't want to just say Google. Yeah. And did you know you can get paid for using Bing? <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. I'm excited for a second season. If if they make it, I will watch it. Make a second season. Please. <laughs> yes, please. Please, Mr. Yang. Yeah. Thanks for listening personally to our show. By the way, Alan Yang. Yes. <laughs> since, you are, yes. since you are listening. <laughs> hey, we are podcasting about his show. That's true. I'm sure he's interested. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to thank you for, for having me oh, to yes. discuss the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, too. This is fun. Yeah, this was fun. Awesome. I want to thank these listeners because I haven't hosted in a while. Mm. So I'm a little rusty. But I think <laughs> this went well. It was great to have you guys. Awesome. We can do it again. Thank you, know. you listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think that just about does it. I will say story screen, the writers and some contributing writers who don't write super often, uh, but the managing team put together a best of 2018 podcast. And we also each wrote individual lists of the best movies slash television shows that we liked in 2018. So go to storyscreenbeacon.com and check those out. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just search Story Screen Beacon and we'll pop up. But thank you very much for listening. If you somehow listen to this entire podcast and have not seen forever, please go check it out. It's great. We love it. Don't worry. We didn't give away everything. <laughs> yeah, there's still some surprises. <laughs> the jokes. We didn't give away any of the jokes. <laughs> but thank you very much and we'll catch you later. Can you talk? Yes. Hello? 
little bit louder. Want me, want me to talk louder? Check, check, check. Yep. Well, okay. I actually think. Oh no no sorry, What's it's up? all good. I thought you had it. Uh, I thought you had it on this setting, which would have only been. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But no, it it's, should be all so around. Yes, it's right? all around. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure because I thought I'll it was only louder. going. I don't no, talk very well. Just, just lean into it. I'll talk like this. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> this is the sultry. Yeah, I'll make sure I talk like this. Okay. <laughs> it's like NPR. Yeah. Yes. Tiny desk concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how tiny that was? 